Okay, it is March 12th, and the subject, obviously, once again, just like yesterday, coronavirus and the UFC. So I've been sitting here um, staring at my computer for about a half hour trying to gather my thoughts about today. I don't know if I succeeded or not, but I mean, we'll find out for good or bad over this next little while while I trying to try to uh, wrap my head around the, what 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 happened today and and what didn't happen today as well. So the UFC waited an incredibly long time to react. And when it when it did and and trotted Dana White out to ESPN, my my feeling was maybe they shouldn't have reacted. Maybe they should have just stayed silent and not and not put him out in front of anyone. It was kind of painful. Um, so the big news for this week is that they're moving the. Not moving, rather. They are uh, going to have the Saturday's event in the same arena that it was scheduled for, but with no crowd because Brazil yeah, has uh, no sporting events with over 100 people um, for the next, I think, till till Sunday, uh, if I'm if I'm right. I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but I think it is till Sunday. So the first thing. I don't see how they're going to be able to do that. I don't see how you can get under 100 people in an arena for a UFC event. So if you have the fighters, if those fighters have two corners, and most have two or three, and then if you take in the uh, the commission folks from the seat from the from Brazil, and the doctors, um, then you have the cameraman, the cameraman and the soundman, then you have the UFC staff. And then you have the arena staff, and 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 that. I mean, even just the fighters and the and the corners. You're looking at probably in the in the in the seventy range of people. So, no way there's going to be under a hundred people there. So there's that. What is also concerning is that uh, apparently, from a report from MMA Fighting, um, no fighters are getting tested for coronavirus uh, at this event. Um, If that is true, that's kind of scary. But even if the fighters would get tested, what about everybody else that's going to be in there? I mean, the cameramen are going to be close enough. The judges are going to be pretty close. The ref's definitely going to be close. Um, Everybody... uh, that's going to be in this event, even though it's a pretty big arena, holds sixteen thousand. Um, every every person that's going to be working this event is probably going to be within some kind of range of each other that they're going to be able to pass the virus on if uh, if if they are infected. So that's a concern. So even with one person, if one person is infected and they don't test anyone. That's one person too many. It's a, at that point, it's avoidable um, if you would if you would have got the, if you got these people tested. 
testing no one is is just a terrible terrible decision and that brings us on to up to the uh the the moving the fights the ufc fights that are scheduled for uh portland and columbus to the apex uh yesterday i i said that that was a good idea um i was wrong um and one one of the people that uh clued me in on that was casey lyden from uh mma fighting he had a good a good tweet about it and i, I want to expand on that a little bit um so these fighters are training right now for these events. Um, so they're working in, you know, MMA fighters don't have the luxury that, that top boxers have that where they can limit their camp. They can go away, you know, to Big Bear or someplace where they're, they're sequestered in there with just a few people. They're rolling, they're fighting, they're sparring, and gyms that are usually pretty crowded. Um, and we know that because, you know, Fighters get injured during training camps while while uh, someone else rolls into them because the mats are so crowded. So you take into, the, into account that um, so they're training. They have their sparring partners. Um, they're training whatever, boxing, jiu-jitsu, every kind of training. They're going to be coming into contact with more and more people. Um, if, if those people... And I can guarantee you almost that those people, the training partners, are not being t tested for coronavirus. And the fighters probably not either. So during that time now, they're also starting their weight cut. They're, they're ramping down. Um, so their bodies are going to be depleted, which means their immune system is going to be a little weaker. And, and, and then you, know, you can't fight anything a virus off if, if that's the case. Um, so during that whole time, their time they're training, they're going to have uh, the possibility of, of falling ill. And then they get on a flight to Vegas and then, and then they're going to get tested. Okay. It's still, I mean, they've still trained for weeks and weeks with the possibility of falling ill. So then we get to the apex, say the fighter comes in, they're healthy. Again, now they're in a building with 100 people or so, probably more. And not only do the fighters at the, at the apex have to get tested, everyone that is going to work those events needs to be tested. I don't understand why, why that's... Uh, yeah, it's great that the fighters are being tested, but they're not the only ones in that building. They're not the only ones in close contact with each other. Everyone that is in that building during that time needs to be tested. Um, so say a fighter, this is moving on a little bit, fighter is training, weakened immune system, blah, 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 full gym, they get sick. Uh, could happen. They get they get the coronavirus. They fall ill. The way I looked at the uh, how the um, insurance policy was the UFC insurance policy was announced back when it was first rolled out. What it says is that fighters are covered um, for injuries during training camp. 
it says injuries, specifically said injuries during training camp. So that's, um, does that include illnesses? Because an illness is not an injury. And who defines when training camp is? Because like we found out, um, sometimes as in drug testing, um, the, the fight for the, the window for, for fight for things in there is a little tight. I mean, I think it was just hours before and after the fight is, is in competition. Now in competition is not in training, but without a specific time frame for what is, what constitutes in training for a fight? Is it the, the minute you sign your, your, your fight deal or is it some other window? Uh, I don't know that. Maybe a UFC fighter knows that. Maybe not. Maybe the UFC could tell some people about that. And also, again, is an illness an injury? Someone needs to answer that. So Dana White's comments about fighters wanting to compete no matter what. And that's that's true, but there's a reason fighters want to compete no matter what. And that's because if the fighters don't compete, they don't get paid. So, and they don't get paid well to begin with. So it's not like they want to compete. They need to compete once they get a fight signed. And that's why you have fighters rolling into fights with injuries with illnesses, not even close to 100%. And now, yeah, the possibility of coronavirus. So, yeah, they want to fight. I would want to fight too if if my if I was going to lose out on whatever I'm getting paid, be it 10,000, 12,000, 48,000 or if they're lucky, 100,000. Very lucky, 100,000. Um so it's not like they they want to more than they need to. So I think um, that needs to be stated. Coming up, I uh, want to talk a little bit about the MMA media and their role in this. A lot of people just uh, fall under the, uh, I'm, I'm just writing what Dana White said during a press conference or during this ESPN thing. Um, And that's the defense for not providing context. A a reporter, even if you're just a straight reporter, you can can supply some context. And if someone's just straight making stuff up, you can point that out. Not that you can point that out. You should point that out. Um, And you should point out the, the shortcomings of these statements like the UFC is working with doctors um, the government of course they, I mean isn't everybody that's working on this working with doctors if if that's not something special that's not a great revelation I don't know why that would be so groundbreaking that the UFC is working with doctors in, in concerning the coronavirus and the future of the events. It's a silly statement. Um, 
So report what White says, but also do a little more. Do a little more. Um, there's a lot of questions that can still be asked of the UFC on this. Uh, and those questions need to be asked. They need to be asked repeatedly. And when they're answered, they need to be fact-checked. If they're answered incompletely, they need to be pushed further to get a complete answer. The UFC and White have always been good at avoiding answering questions in full or, or not giving a answer to the question that's been asked. In this case, uh, health and safety of the fighters, of the, of the staff, of, of anyone that comes into contact with, with an event right now, those questions need to be asked and they need to be answered in full completely so everyone is satisfied with an answer. Um, it's, it's frightening how little pushback the UFC gets on these things. Don't be PR. Don't be a transcriber. Do the work. Do the work correctly. I know there's fears of losing credentials. I've lost my credentials. Um, other people have lost their credentials, but it's not the end of the world to do that, to have that happen. A couple more things on this topic. Um, White said on ESPN that uh, the UFC goes overboard on its uh, health and safety, and I don't think that's true. In fact, I know that's not true. Um, since I started doing this commission watch thing with Bloody Elbow and seeing what kind of pre-fight testing goes on um, from commission to commission, the and I'm using California as my baseline because I, I think the, along with Nevada and New Jersey, they are the best commissions for for uh, for pre-fight testing and uh, working with making sure the fighters are healthy before they get in the cage. There are a, a lot of uh, uh, athletic commissions that fall short of what California, Nevada, and New Jersey do. So to say that the UFC always goes overboard, that's not true. I mean, you have some commissions that that fall far short of what California and New Jersey and Nevada have. If all the, if all the commissions did the same amount of testing, the same type of testing, then that would be great. Then, then he could say that, that, that they're doing a good job. But I don't think that's the case right now. As for the uh, statement that the UFC is working with infrared technology to uh, check people and pull them out of the uh, line and if they have a, a, a fever or a high temperature, I would like to... I don't think that's happened. If it does happen, um, a New York Times article here sent to me by Richard Mann from February 14th of this year states, uh, and these things are basically the kind of temperature gun that you would use to check for, you know, leaks around your house. It might be more sensitive for, for uh, humans, but 
that's that's what they look like. Um, they look like those those temperature guns. Um, they the article here says, uh, for all its powerful sensing technology, the thermometer has ultimately proved to be an ineffective ineffective defense mechanism, according to medical officials and experts on infrared vi- devices. Thermometer guns tend to be unreliable outside carefully controlled healthcare settings. So unless you hold them close enough to the subject's forehead, they're going to give you bad readings. So think about if the, if the UFC does plan on using this. Think about you have UFC 249. You're going to have, I don't know, close to 20,000 people coming in there just with attendance. You think they're going to have clinical settings for uh, 20,000 people entering the Barclays Center? Do you think everyone's going to get their temperature checked accurately? And and say you pull somebody out. Is there going to be a medical person stationed at every entrance? The, the, the statement seems farcical. Um, but we'll see. Um, oh, reading here. Um, there was a doctor that traveled to West Africa during the Ebola outbreak, and he said, tested outside the hospital at roadside checkpoints, his temperature was often 35 degrees Celsius or lower, which starts to become incompatible with life. So I'm not sure those were accurate. So again, even if they are accurate, they're not. there's no way that a ticket taker or a, or a UFC employee that's not a physician or a nurse, or a nurse practitioner, is going to get an accurate temperature from someone coming off the street and trying to get into a UFC event. It's not a clinical setting. Um, so even if they use them, how effective are those things going to be? Probably not too effective. Um, I just think overall the UFC is uh, making... I don't know if they're making promises, but they're making statements that might not hold true. Um, even if they plan to move these events to the apex, there's a chance, because we're looking at uh, March 28th for the first one. That's a that's a long time away in a situation like this. Even saying that the London card on the on the 21st is going to go on as planned, it's a, that's more than a week away. A lot can change in a week, so... Maybe don't. Uh, maybe have alternate plans for that night if you're um, in England and planning on t- attending that event. Um, hopefully, you're not traveling by uh, plane and staying at a hotel, but because it seems like a risky proposition at this point. Um, so I will have. I, I think I'll have more on this tomorrow. Get some more thoughts. Uh, rewatch White's. Um, ESPN appearance, see if anybody else says anything from the UFC on Friday and uh, try and break that down, try and get a little more uh, substance here and and build a better argument against why this is all sounding like a huge mistake. So until then, good luck. Good luck.